0: jacob introduce the podcast
1: uh this is uh a, uh anti-fantasy football something uh podcast, podcast. there uh this is there are losers play the theme
0: all right week two we got some controversies to discuss you're listening to the losers bracket podcast and he, a the, 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 and he took the knee. And a flag is down they have your
1: Keenan has thrown his fourth pick today. I I don't
0: understand what he was thinking. Who knows what's going on inside that helmet? We have a 10-second runoff. The game is over. Okay, so the loser's bracket is a fantasy football league that rewards negative outcomes with positive points. Each week, we're going to break down the past week's anti-fantasy all-stars, look at the past week's matchups within the league, and look ahead to strategize for next week. In the bracket tonight, we have Jacob, coach of the Fighting House Cats, Colin, yeah. coach of the Tucson Tallywhackers, and me, Kyle, coach of the Butt Fumbles and League Commissioner. All right, week two. We're in a room with three losers right now. None of us won this week.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I immediately have some things that I want to talk about changing Ooh, in the rules
0: some grievances uh do you want to save them or do we want to do this now
1: we can save them for whatever this section is where we're going to do that
0: all right then we got the losers bracket pop quiz
1: first off pop pop oh shit
0: all right losers bracket pop quiz i've got 10 questions loaded up for you guys uh i will try to keep score here
1: yeah it's gonna be real hard to do that since there's only two of us yeah oh man
0: (laughs) All right, who scored more Losers Bracket Fantasy points this week? Was it Ryan Fitzpatrick or Cam Newton? Cam Newton.
1: I feel like Fitzpatrick is too obvious of an answer, but I'm going to go with Fitzpatrick.
0: All right, Jacob got it right. One point on the board for Jacob. Cam Newton scored 53.7 and Ryan Fitzpatrick scored 46.9. All right, same question. Stefan Diggs or Keenan Allen?
1: Stefan Diggs um, Yeah it's Stefan Diggs
0: Alright you both got it right Stefan Diggs scored 47.8 While Keenan Allen scored 44.6 Same question again Hunter Renfro Or Jarvis Landry
1: Jarvis Landry um, Hunter Renfro Colin got it
0: right that time. It was Hunter Renfro with 33 points this week to Jarvis Landry's 31.9. All right, this one might throw you. Dolphins D or Redskins D? Hmm. Dolphins defense versus
1: what? Yeah, it's got to be Dolphins defense.
0: Versus Redskins D? Uh, yeah,
1: Dolphins defense.
0: And neither of you got it right. It was 21.3 for the Dolphins D to Redskins 21.8. Damn. And yep, get I made end. it pretty obvious so I was worried about that I thought you'd both get it same question Mark Ingram or Austin Eckler Ingram
1: yeah it's gotta be Well, who scored less points or more points
0: more losers bracket fantasy points. Uh,
1: it's gotta be Ingram
0: alright this was a close one Mark Ingram scored 19.3 while Austin Eckler scored 19.4 neither of you guys got it right Now we're on to kickers. Who scored more Losers Bracket Fantasy points? Cairo Santos or Matt Gay? Definitely
1: Um, Matt Gay. Cairo Santos.
0: Colin got it right. It was Cairo Santos. All right, new question for you guys. Who went the most negative this week? Was it Tyler Boyd, Devin Smith, Demarcus Robinson, Marquise Goodwin, or Chris Godwin?
1: I think it was robinson uh chris godwin
0: colin got it right it was demarcus robinson that guy is actually owned by team gill so that really hurt him this week he had six targets six receptions 172 yards and two touchdowns so he had a hell of a game which brought him all the way down to the bottom this week
1: yeah that that was a crazy game came out of nowhere i didn't even know i've never even heard yeah, of guy I, that guy until i year. don't know who
0: that is do you know who that is jacob no clue yeah well good for him he had a hell of a week all right who had the worst kicking percentage for extra points this week was it steven gustowski adam vinatieri or matt prater um,
1: uh i guess Gostowski? yeah i think adam vinatieri
0: So the question was kicking percentage for extra points. Steven Gaskowski got the higher points this week in Anti-Fantasy, but he actually hit 66% of his extra points. He hit four out of six, missed two of them. Adam Vinatieri hit only one out of three for 33%. So they both missed two. Adam Vinatieri's percentage was worse. Goes to Colin for Adam Vinatieri. For this question, closest guess wins. How many Losers Bracket Fantasy Points has Adam Vinatieri scored this year?
1: Uh, I'm going to say 80. 67. All
0: right, Colin hit it right on the nose, which makes me think he was looking at the stat page. nice. But we'll let it blow by. He scored 80 points so far this year. Final question. Which player has the highest number of Losers Bracket Fantasy Points from both weeks combined? Which player in the league overall is the highest scorer combined for both weeks? Adam Vinatieri, Cam Newton, Sony Michelle, or Dante Moncrief? Sony Sony Michelle. You both got it wrong. It's Cam Newton with 103.1 losers bracket points. Adam Vinatieri had 80, Sony Michelle had 85.3, Dante Moncrief a 79.4. All right, so that was a loser's bracket pop quiz. And uh, I don't know, who do you guys think won? I think Colin. I won. Colin got six points and Jacob got two. So six out of 10 for Colin. <laughs> still a D. Jacob got a 20%. So those are the pop quiz grades. And yeah, that's the pop quiz.
1: What is he trying to say, pop one magnitude? <laughs>
0: All right, on to other shit. I mean, you guys want to dive into.
1: I kind of want to start off with something else. Okay. I want to go into something that we can start doing.
0: All right, sweet. Which is
1: going over all of the news articles about either current NFL players or former NFL players and their run-ins with the law and other things. All
0: right. Law watch.
1: So... The, the first one that I want to bring up is something that came up earlier today, and the headline is the best part. Okay. It says, uh, Pittsburgh doctor claims Antonio Brown repeatedly farted in his face, owes him $11,500. <laughs> How did he come up with that amount? So getting into the article, Monroeville's Dr. Victor Prisk has filed a lawsuit in Pennsylvania claiming that Brown owes him $11,500 in unpaid fees. Oh, okay. So, so he was Antonio Brown's doctor at one point, and Antonio Brown just didn't pay him. So, th-
0: so this isn't like a pain um, and suffering lawsuit, which is what I thought originally was that he was suing for pain and suffering for him farting in his face.
1: Well, which honestly he probably could if he wanted to. Really? Um, well, yeah, because I think there's legal grounds for that.
0: That's hilarious. Like
1: that could, that could be considered like an assault, I think. I mean, I don't know that for sure. I'm not a lawyer, but the way things are now, he probably could say that that was some kind of an assault. And also, there's apparently even a video of the appointment in question in August of 2018, where Brown can be heard farting <laughs> and laughing about it as Prisk tests his body fat. Uh, Prisk's official quote, to sports illustrated was it seemed just childish to me. I'm a doctor and this man is farting in my face. See, you know, I don't like
0: that though. Cause isn't there doctor patient privilege and you're not supposed to uh, share that kind of
1: stuff. Oh, like the confidentiality? Yeah, doctor patient
0: confidentiality. You're showing a video of your client farting during a checkup.
1: I, I, I guess. Well, the thing is, I mean, maybe there was something. I where- think you should
0: counter sue. You should counter sue this doctor.
1: I'm thinking that maybe these doctors that, like, work on these NFL players and these super athletes, they probably have them sign some sort of waiver or something that waives, like, their, hip- what is it, like, hippo rights or whatever? Uh, I guess. Because, like, they're probably used for a lot of, like, journal articles and stuff just because of their freakish physical qualities, you know? Okay, sure. So, I mean, just the fact that he was video recording the appointment in the first place. Yeah. Like, he probably had to sign some sort of thing that allowed him to do okay. that. Yeah, because that
0: seems odd to me. I wouldn't want my doctor recording me.
1: Yeah, it, like, that had to be something that he got permission for beforehand. Otherwise, it would be really stupid of him to be saying that he has a video of this appointment. Yeah,
0: yeah, sounds like a, a violation, but I, I guess we don't know all the details.
1: Oh, also, just to add insult to injury, Antonio Brown showed up three hours late to the appointment. So oh, okay. I just add that on top of there. So he showed up three hours late, farted repeatedly in his face, and then didn't pay him any money. Mm, You know, So I
0: kind of like the showing up three hours late part, too, because, you know, whenever you go to the doctor, they make you wait three hours. So he's he's, he's turning the tables.
1: That's true. But, I mean, clearly, based on all of the things coming out about Antonio Brown recently, he's a a classy guy. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, maybe, you Uh, know what? I might change my mind, and uh, you know what? I don't support this guy at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, like, obviously he's not very good at hiding the evidence either because, I mean, in those other allegations that he has, there's text messages of him saying exactly what he did. Yeah. And then in this case, uh, there's video footage of him doing what he right. did. So, like, he's he's not very not very smart as far as keeping things on the down low goes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I I have one other story that, I mean, it's going to be hard to beat that last one.
0: Well, let's hear it.
1: Ex-NFL quarterback Ryan Mallett arrested for DWI. Oh, okay. So former college football star Ryan Mallett was arrested for driving while intoxicated on Tuesday after he crashed his car in Arkansas. Uh, he was in a two-car collision in Springdale around 6.30 p.m., Cops tested his blood alcohol level, and this is the part that I found really surprising. He blew a .08. Oh, that's it. So he was literally at, at the, the line, illegal well, limit, and crashed his car. So I think he just got unlucky and crashed his car, and just happened to have had one or two, like one or two beers before that. I don't think. Even being at a .08 really impairs you enough, well, to make your driving erratic. Like it's it's the legal limit, and you shouldn't drive over that limit, obviously. But like, I don't know if he was impaired enough. For I think that. you'd be
0: surprised. Have you ever taken one of those uh, the breathalyzer things? I've had a, I've had a couple no. friends that have had them like for fun, and every time I've done it, I've been like, wow, I cannot drive right now. And Then I do it, and I'm at like a .06. So.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he like it's still double. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's but anyway. So no, I he, agree. so he was right at the limit.
0: So that's uh, if he had had a couple sips less, that might that might be the difference.
1: Yeah, he really could have just crashed his car and walked away with you know like an accident report instead of an arrest. And the thing that that sucks about it for him too is. He recently accepted an invite to the XFL draft being held in
0: October. Oh, bummer.
1: Vince McMahon famously said he would ban any players with a criminal record from playing in his league during a media event in 2018. So if he plans on sticking to that rule, then this guy just lost out out. um, an XFL contract.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's no good.
1: Well. So he has a DWI. For driving at a point oh eight and then also lost a, a contract worth i mean potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. probably not at this i mean maybe not at this point for the xfl but potentially it was probably a good right
0: yeah for sure over over yeah where was license? well there's always the canadian football league which uh you know, it has added a uh, added benefit of less pressure because no one's watching
1: it. Yep, no one's watching it. And then you can probably drive drunk all the time up in Canada. I bet they don't care too much about that. Maybe maybe you hit a moose every now and it's then.
0: It's a little but... more lax, you know, and uh, way less people. You're not going to hit anyone. Probably a slap on the wrist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, get <laughs> out of here.
1: Yeah. So anyway, those are the two stories that I had. All right. I'll be looking through things during the week and getting a little more prepared for next time. I just thought about this thing today when I saw that original headline about Antonio Brown.
0: Yeah, that's great. I think that's a great addition. Uh, Law Watch. Or we'll come up with a better name, but (laughs) I think that's a great addition. Jacob, you got any segments?
1: I got nothing.
0: Okay, so this this is a segment that we'll call The Jacob Minute.
1: Hi, I'm Jacob. My life is not average.
0: So we're, we'll put a minute on the clock. Me and Colin won't talk, and it will be just Jacob talking about what he saw in this league this week. Uh, yeah, just his overall thoughts. So minute yeah, Jake, on the clock.
1: tell us what you thought of the games on Yeah, on Jacob,
0: Sunday. tell us about all the games that you watched and what, what you thought the highlights were. All right, minutes, well, let's make it a minute 30. Minute 30, this is Jacob's time. Uh, minute 30 starts now. There's the penalty box.
1: The penalty box, or as I call it, the penitentiary box. Uh so today I had a Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwich for breakfast. You know, was, you know, I uh, put it in the microwave to you have to defrost it first. So that took like maybe 30 seconds. I, I don't know. And then and then it was like a like 20 seconds in the in the microwave for the rest of it and uh after that i got up grabbed my backpack went to class at, at at a college i go to uh and i sat down and i heard about our constitutional rights because uh it's a business law class is that is that a minute 30 nope Oh, uh, after that, talk, I came on Talk about football. Yeah, oh. talk about the games that you watched. Uh, a guy kicked a ball really far and went through the two things and he got points for it. And then another, and then after that, they started throwing the ball and then he caught it and ran to the touchdown line. He did the guy that kicks got a touchdown. I yeah they all look the same kind of they have different numbers though on their backs i don't... okay that was a minute 30 moving did on really to you not watch any games jacob i didn't
0: uh, are you gonna watch any this year i'll try you're on a fantasy football podcast you know that right <laughs> yeah okay moving on we're gonna look at individual stats this week our MVP of the week this week was Christian McCaffrey, who got 75 points this week, 16 carries for 37 yards, so what, about two yards a carry. But his most of his points came from six targets with only two catches, so those were his main contributors. That's why he is at the top of the list this week. Uh, moving on to quarterbacks, we have Cam Newton at number one with 53.7 points. He had 51 attempts for only 25 completions two carries for zero yards, and a fumble this week. And second, we've got Ryan Fitzpatrick with 46.9 points. He had 21 attempts for 11 completions and three interceptions. And then in third is Eli Manning with 46 points. So 45 attempts, 26 completions, and two interceptions added up to 46 points this week for Eli Manning. I like, I like this list of three. I think this makes sense. I don't know how you guys feel, but Cam Newton had a terrible game. I don't know if you guys watched that on Thursday. It was a brutal watch.
1: Yeah, that game was really boring. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess I do know if you guys watched that game. Jacob didn't, so yeah. that's, that's the yeah. one that I know. Jacob yeah, nine times hit.
1: out of ten, Jacob's not going to be one to watch those games.
0: Well, ten times out of ten, it seems like, so far. That's, he's batting a 1,000 right now. <laughs> Moving on to running backs. First, we have our MVP this week, Christian McCaffrey, 75 points, uh, 16 carries, 37 yards, six targets, two catches. Second place, Marlon Mack with 54.7 points. He had 20 carries for 51 yards, so he had a little over two yards a carry, probably two and a half, but he had three targets for only one catch, so that added up to 54.7 for him. Saquon Barkley had 54.3 points this week. He had good overall rushing stats. He had 18 carries for 107 yards and a touchdown. He did really well running-wise, but passing hurt him a lot this week. He had seven targets for only three receptions. So that's what pushed him out of the negative category, it seems like. Yeah, again, I think running backs this week were a better top three category than we had last week. I think these numbers make more sense.
1: I don't don't think so. I think we need to... We desperately okay. need to change the running back scoring.
0: Okay. So this was this was your grievance. Are you upset with anyone in the top three here right now?
1: Well, who is in the top three again?
0: Christian McCaffrey, Marlon Mack, and Saquon Barkley.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, because like
0: so... Christian McCaffrey had a real bad game. So he deserves that one number one, I think.
1: He does. Okay, he, he deserves a good amount of those points, but not like seventy five. You hear okay. what I'm saying, like, and then same with. So, I was playing against a guy who had Le'Veon Bell, right? Right. So I was playing against him. He had Le'Veon Bell, one of his last players to play, and Le'Veon Bell got him forty points. But also in my regular league that I have, I was playing against a guy who had Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell got him sixteen points. So yeah. that's a good score for regular fantasy, and that's a really good score for negative fantasy. So that shouldn't be the case. It should, they should be opposites.
0: You get right, what I'm saying? I don't know if they should necessarily be direct opposites. The things that we're penalizing are different than the things that are being rewarded in a regular fantasy game. If we go to running backs and look at Le'Veon Bell – I remember he had a significant amount of targets too, which contributed to his point. So I don't know how we combat
1: that. Yeah. Like I think that if, again, if there was a way that we could change the receiving rules just for running backs, then, I mean, we would have to change that immediately because. Right.
0: But then we would have done that
1: already. We can't do that. So I'm thinking that there's got to be a way that we can offset that. Right. Okay. I mean, maybe like reducing the amount of points you get for rushing attempts. Hmm. Okay. Now
0: actually I am in agreement because Le'Veon Bell had 10 receiving targets for 10 catches. So I don't know what's why he's got so many points, 40.7. Cause yeah, this doesn't sound like an overall bad game. He had 21 rushing attempts for 68 yards. So that's about four yards of carry. 10 receptions for 61 yards. So that's about six yards per reception. And, and he, had, he had 10 out of 10 had,
1: receptions.
0: He had one fumble lost, but that's, uh, that's really it negatively against him. Yeah, I think, do, do we want to save this discussion for, for later on? I think you raise a good point. We'll have to look at how we can change the scoring for running backs to where it makes sense and we still have guys going into the positive because that was really the reason why we had to beef some things up in the, uh, the scoring originally was because so many players were in the negative category for running backs. So I think in doing that, we might have made a situation where good players can still get a lot of points
1: in this league. If you change the points, is it going to change the results? Or did we figure it out? If you like change how you get points, is that gonna change the results for a previous I don't games? think it will.
0: We'll we'll check into that first before we make any changes. Cause I would like to keep the results so far the same. I don't know. Does that work for you, Colin? We'll talk about this later on in the show.
1: Yeah, that works. All right, moving
0: on to wide receivers. We have Sammy Watkins in first place. So Sammy Watkins had fifty eight point six points last week, thirteen targets for only six receptions, so he had Seven targets that he didn't catch. Curtis Samuel, 57.7 points this week. 13 targets for five receptions. Uh, Yardage is really the only thing that kept him from first place because he had one more missed target than Sammy Watkins did. So yardage was was the difference maker there. Pretty close in points, so 58.6 to 57.7. And then third place we have Stefan Diggs. 47.8 points. He had seven targets for only one reception and one fumble. So the only time that he caught the ball, he fumbled it. So (laughs) he deserves a spot in this top three for sure. Tight ends this week, Zach Ertz, 60.4 points. He had 16 targets for eight receptions, uh, eight missed targets. Jared Cook had 43.5 points this week, seven targets for two receptions. And then Dawson Knox had 25.1 points this week, four targets for one reception. Kind of low output from him. seems to be a large disparity in uh, tight end points this week. All right, defense. And first this week was the Bengals D. So they had 29.8 fantasy points. They had 41 points against and one interception to add up to that 29.8. Redskins' D came in second with 21.8 fantasy points. They had 31 points scored against them, one interception and one sack. And then the Dolphins' D right behind them with 21.3 fantasy points. They had 31 points against them, one fumble recovered, and two sacks. So that was, that was the difference, they had that extra sack there. Top three kickers this week, Steven Gustowski. points so he missed two out of six of his extra points and he missed a field goal from 40 to 49 yards to add up to that 48.5 adam vinateri came in second with 40 points he missed two out of three extra points I, i don't know if he even kicked any field goals this past week but missed two out of three of those extra points and then matt prater came in third 29 points he missed an extra point and a field goal from 40 to 49 top three kickers this week are usually seem to be a uh, pretty dependable kickers. So like we said last week, I think those are going to be bonus points and they're just, it's just going to be uh, be different week to week. Although Adam Vinatieri had two bad weeks in a row. So wouldn't be a bad guy to pick up on waivers. So yeah, that's it for weekly stats go into individual matchups right now. In the first game, the Butt Fumbles versus Antonio Brown's Helmet. Antonio Brown's Helmet edged out ahead. They're 2-0 on the year. They scored 144.2 points to the Butt Fumbles, 126.8 to to take the lead there. Uh, Antonio Brown's Helmet's top performers were Leonard Fournette, Peyton Barber, and the Miami defense with the butt fumbles' top performance being Joe Mixon, Jimmy Graham, and the Oakland defense. Second game was the Hoover Dam Hefty Hoovers versus Team Gill. Hoover Dam won 159.6 to Team Gill's 91.9. Although it seems like Team Gill had a pretty good week this week. If you add those 60 points that were taken away by our top negative performer this week, he would uh, have been a much closer game. But... Hoover Dam edged out ahead. His top performers were Christian McCaffrey, who was our MVP this week, uh, Saquon Barkley, who got fifty-four point three points, and Ezekiel Elliott, who got thirty-three point six points. Team Gills top yes. performers, yeah. Well,
1: up? I was going to say, so again, it's it's all like star running backs. Yeah, they but got Chris, him a ton of points. <laughs> well, if you
0: look, Christian McCaffrey didn't do very well this week. I don't know how did uh, how did Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley do? I don't remember. Well those games specifically.
1: Saquon had 107 yards and a touchdown. Hmm. He had seven targets with three receptions, which is where a lot of those points came from.
0: Right. So a lot of that has to do with his receiving game. Yeah. Which, well,
1: I mean, running backs really shouldn't be expected to make I agree. Receptions, you receptions. Know?
0: I agree. I think receptions are kind of screwing with the stats for this league specifically. Because I like the way that the wide receivers have been scored so far. I mean, do you guys agree with that? I think yeah, wide receivers I'm fine so far have been, have been scored perfectly. We just need to look and see if there's any way that we can combat the way that it's being scored with running backs. Because no matter how we change the running scoring, it's not going to change how they're being scored for receptions. I don't know if there's some setting that we can do. We'll 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 dig into that in a bit. Yeah, yeah. Team Gill's top performers were Eli Manning with forty six points, Cincinnati defense with twenty nine point eight points, and Lashawn McCoy with twenty eight point eight points. You guys want to break down your individual matchups?
1: Uh, sure. So I I, w- I went against the Detroit Lions, and I just want to say four of his players did not play at all. And uh, if I took out all the players that I had, I would have won. Like in those slides,
0: that's true. Going into the final so game, yes. Going into the final game yesterday, you were ahead. The Detroit Lions had people in slots that were not going to play that game for sure. I don't know. The slots were filled. Colin, what do you think?
1: Um, yeah, I, I feel like Vinny just has to figure out what he's doing because yeah. like- that's the
0: thing. I tried to uh, get in touch with him. I uh, I sent him instructions on how to set it up, but um, I. <laughs> He was busy with other stuff, and I don't think he got to it, really. We can, we can uh, text in the league and adjust the scoring, and uh, yeah,
1: I don't know. Yeah, also, I mean, Vinny has three guys on his team that are free agents also. Yeah. Like, so. it's, yeah, he's got to figure out what he's right, doing. Right, he
0: just at least needs to have people that get at least one play. Although, at the same time, week one, I had Adrian Peterson, and, and he didn't play, but he was on the roster,
1: so... Yeah, he was active. I mean, like yeah, the difference was, is
0: active guys, right?
1: Well, it was totally reasonable to expect that he would get some snaps, right? But he didn't. He,
0: I still, I think even like if you have someone that's questionable too, and you you start them, even even doubtful, maybe I don't, no, I don't think that should count as a loss.
1: Think, what do you mean? Like, well, I I don't. They tell you. They tell you at least half an hour before the game whether these guys are playing or not.
0: Some some people don't check the half hour before, though.
1: I know, but that's like you shouldn't be able to put people in that are injured or not playing.
0: Okay, yeah, I agree. I agree. I th- I think we might have to overturn this one. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll text in the league get an overall vote. Um, since there's only three of us here, but yeah, I do think that's uh, it's kind of bullshit to. <laughs> <laughs> Only have half a team, and when there's so much risk of people going negative, like everyone would take their wide receivers out, I think. Wide receivers are like 50-50. They could go negative, or they could get you crazy probably, positive points. Yeah. Yeah. All right. you want to finish your breakdown of this game, Jacob?
1: Uh, yeah, well, uh, Kirk Cousins and uh, Nick Chubb were my top performers, again. I see your third-place point table.
0: square was – Latavius Murray with nine points. So you had a lot of low scores this week, huh?
1: Yeah. Uh Not as good as last week. All right.
0: And then Vinny had Carr with 44.8, Hyde 37.5, and San Francisco defense as his top performers. All
1: right, Colin, break down your matchup. Okay. Well, I lost this week 116 to 148. And I feel like I had a chance at this game. Um, The main thing is. the, the guy that I'm playing had Marlon Mack and Le'Veon Bell in that mm. both had decent games and still ended up getting him a crazy amount in points. So that's right. why I'm a little bit upset about the running back scoring. Okay. But other than that, I mean, my my top two scorers were Frank Gore and Royce Freeman, who they're both running backs as well. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I also had kyler murray who got me 23.6 points i had two the top two receiving scores from last week in my lineup i had dante moncrief and christian kirk right. both in my lineup and christian kirk actually went negative this game he had a good game and dante moncrief only got me 10 points in garbage time at the end of the game, he got one target and uh-huh. missed the catch. Okay, um, so there really is no preparing for this at all. <laughs> right, um, I I thought that at least like I would have been happy with half the amount of points that each of them got from last week. Like that would have been totally okay with me, but I didn't think that they would go in Negative. such the opposite direction. So yeah, theres there has got right. a there's gotta there's a, a little more to the strategy to this than I'm really seeing at this point.
0: Well, I think I said don't count on week one stats, right? But I mean, there well, shouldn't I be that big that, yeah, of a disparity. I that,
1: but I, yeah, like I said, I had to. I mean, nobody knows how this works yet, so yeah, absolutely. I had to try something, and like I said, I, I would have been happy with half the amount of points that they got last week. Uh huh. Um, I didn't. I didn't expect it to be such a fluctuation.
0: Yeah, well, hey, I, I mean, like we've been saying, uh, wide receivers are wild cards. Both of mine this week got me negative points. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., I mean, he got me negative 0. .4. And then Debo Samuel, I threw him in, expecting him uh, not to do great on his, the beginning of his rookie season. He got me negative 5.3. So
1: Yeah, both my wide receivers did that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, so wide receivers are kind of hard to judge right now. I don't think I'm going to give up on my guys just yet and throw them away because, you know, the Lions tend to, when they when they play uh, good opponents, I don't think their wide receivers do very well. But they seem to be throwing the ball a hell of a lot. So I don't know. Also, uh, if we're talking controversies and stuff that we don't like, I now am at 0-2 on the season. If you'll remember <laughs> from last week, I won last week. So I don't know what happened. And I did a little <laughs> yeah. digging. I did some digging before the show because I was like, I don't understand. So I went into ESPN and looked at the stat corrections. There's nothing listed for anyone that's on my team. So, okay, there's got to be some difference, right? So luckily I had a tab open that showed what my scores were last week and showed points per player so it seems like it was jimmy graham originally i had 16.5 points from jimmy graham looking today i have 6.5 points so i lost 10 points that was the difference in that game i'm at 48.3 and team gill was at 50 so originally i'm at 58.3 winning that game so i clicked on go ahead
1: and i was just gonna ask yes so like what changed. Why'd why'd you lose 10 points?
0: Okay, so I did a little digging on that. Um, It looks like originally he had six targets attributed to him. So his his target stat was six. Look, today it's at five. But nothing was posted on stat corrections, so (laughs) I I don't know where this is coming from. And then I check other websites and they've all got the stat listed at six. So I hope this gets corrected and overturned because I think even yesterday, yesterday or the day before I was looking and I had the wind still. So I don't know when this change happened.
1: <laughs> Someone so, typed, I'm wrong at the ESPN. I'm office. pretty
0: frustrated right now. And uh, I looked up to see if there was a phone number that we could call. If there's not,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, look to see if there's an email, and I think there is. But what they direct you to do on their website is to contact their Twitter. So I tweeted at him.
1: Did you, really, did you use the show's Twitter, or I, Twitter? I
0: use the show's Twitter. So let's see my tweets here. At ESPN fan support, why was Jimmy Graham's target stat changed from 6 to 5 for week 1 and it wasn't listed on the stat <laughs> corrections page? Other sites have his target stat listed as 6 for week 1. Can we get a check on this? No reply yet. It's been 56 minutes.
1: So Okay. You did you send him a DM or did minutes. you tweet at him?
0: No, I tweeted at them because you can't DM them. So oh, I don't know why okay, they tell okay. you to contact their Twitter. But here it is, tweeted at them. So we'll see if anything gets done. I
1: guess maybe they're just hoping that so that like a bunch of other people are upset about the same thing, so they'll get a bunch of tweets about the same like yeah direction. Because like otherwise, you just have you yelling at the ESPN Fantasy Twitter, and it just gets lost in a in a sea of. Of tweets
0: right well that's what i fear is going to happen because who else other than us is looking at jimmy graham's target stat
1: oh yeah that's true because targets nobody don't affect anybody <laughs>
0: nobody's looking at it just us so this will get lost well, that's probably the-
1: why they didn't they didn't list it in the stat corrections because they're like who cares
0: right exactly so this will get lost in the we i but other stats have it listed at six so i don't know where the change came in and then I saw I I clicked on Jimmy Graham's report for week two and it said um Jimmy Graham wasn't targeted week two yet he has two targets attributed to him on his stats and he was he was one of the my guys that got me, he got me 20 points because he had two targets no receptions attributed to his stats so I don't know if they're just uh like the stats for him is are messed up right now or, or what's happening but
1: well they probably they honestly they probably don't care whether the um the target stat is correct or not like well it's well, probably we better not hope a big that... deal to them to like audit that
0: right but you understand that we hope that they do right because that's, <laughs> that's what a majority of our points are coming from
1: is yeah targets. i know i obviously yes i hope that they do care but they probably in the grand scheme of things that's probably very low on their radar
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's not a priority. So that's uh, we'll have to really, really watch that closely. Although, I mean, what are we gonna do? Each game count them ourselves with a clicker every time they get targeted. We can't do that. So I don't know. This is. I mean, like
1: uh, maybe because can are you as the commissioner able to go in and change a player's like stats or point values?
0: Yes, I can. But okay, so we'll wait to see what happens and if they change it. But um
1: like the thing that we should do then is just keep an eye out for if something like that happens again. Right. And then like be able to, you know, like if we have a player that just loses 10 points out of nowhere, like a week from when they played, then yeah, we, we can we'll just go, go, go ahead, ahead and add those 10 points. And really it like, it only affects things. If, if it's a it win loss out. situation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. But I don't know. I Now what do I go watch the game again? That, that specific game. And then I individually count them. That might be. Well, no,
1: I, I think you'll have to if you want these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you said I'll, I'll, I'll have win. to prove it. I have to build a case on it. Well, we know that they counted it as six. Like right. when the game ended, we know they counted it as six. We know there are other websites that counted it as six. So we can go ahead yeah. and assume that it really was six.
0: Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll just dis- we'll table this and just dis- discuss it further with the league, I guess. What, what the appropriate action will be? Oh, another funny tweet that I saw that we retweeted from uh, the Twitter page was uh, at the odds maker. He said, "I currently have more rushing yards than Cam Newton this season, and I haven't left my house since the season started." So, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny <laughs> and accurate. Should we dig in now into what we can do to solve this scoring issue?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean. I don't know. I think the thing is, we're just gonna have to. I mean, you as the commissioner have the power to change certain things. I don't no, know I'm, what I'm talking about.
0: Your scoring issue, the running backs.
1: Yeah, I know. But I'm okay. saying, like, I'm I'm saying, it, we we can look into whether or not we can change that receiving value for running backs.
0: Okay. Yeah, you want to severely like, limit it, right, for running backs?
1: Yeah. If we can do that, I mean, that would be the easiest thing. That'd yeah, be the easiest agree. fix. But, but I I've, like. I don't know if that's even an option.
0: At the same time, that's for like your biggest. Uh, your biggest problem was with Le'Veon Bell, and he didn't get many points from receptions because he had no missed targets. So his scoring issue is completely different. Yeah, this is, this is based on his rushing attempts.
1: Well, I mean, he still got. He still got what? He got five points from receptions, right?
0: Five points.
1: Did he? Well, because it's only, it's negative 9.5, right? So 0.5. 0.5 times times 10, 10,
0: right, minus his yardage. Right. So I think that adds up to basically nothing for him. So his is all based on running. I mean, 21 rushing attempts. So we do give points individually per rushing attempt. I mean, do we want to change that? We give one point per rushing attempt, and then we subtract for rushing yards. So I don't know if there's a better way to even that out.
1: Well, we give three points per rushing attempt. Oh, do we? Yeah, maybe we want to bring that down to
0: a smaller number. I just don't know how that will work with stats. So I guess now that we have a good mix of statistics for the first two weeks, I'll look at changing or I'll look at kind of moving those uh, those dials up and down and seeing how that affects things. Okay. And then uh, I guess we'll have to bring this up to everyone and see if they're willing to make a rule change for this week. All right. Yeah. yeah, going into next week, I think I have a big problem with wide receivers. It seems like all of us do. I don't know what the what the correct uh course of action for me is now. If I need to change up who I'm playing or just wait to see if anything positive happens for me with those guys. For receivers. I still, yeah. I still think week two, you know, it's still early, but this is kind of when we gotta start making moves and, and uh really changing up our rosters based on the output. Of overall players over, over the first two weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after this week, there's going to be a lot of shifting players all over the place because there were a lot of injuries. Uh huh. So there's going to be a lot of secondary players that are put into starting roles that won't be ready for them. Right. So there's a lot to look into there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm just going
0: to say I put in a waiver claim for Adam Vinatieri. I kind of feel like, you know, if it's been stretched to two games where he's not doing well, might stretch further. Sometimes when kickers get on bad streaks, they last a while.
1: I I kind of feel like you shouldn't be telling people what you're putting waiver claims in for. Well, <laughs> how
0: how high up am I on the I'm zero and two, so I got to be pretty high on the the waiver wire, right?
1: I don't know. So, I'm pretty
0: high up, also probably. Let's see waiver order.
1: Oh, yeah, you're number one. So, I guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, you so, can pretty much say that you got him. So. Right.
0: That was my first one that I put in for was Adam and Terry. So, he's mine now.
1: <laughs> I, too, am riding right the waiver wire.
0: And then I won't say who else uh, I'm putting up because I think if you do multiple picks, right, it'll go through the whole wire first and then it's yeah. basically like a draft. Right. Any uh, Any other closing thoughts? Any other anything else you think we should discuss before we we finish this
1: up? Um, uh, I don't think so. I'll try to catch a game.
0: Yeah. Jacob will try to catch a game and be ready for his next minute and a half <laughs> next week. That's a that's a segment we're going to keep on doing until Jacob comes up with his own thing. Ah, Damn. <laughs> it's called Jacob's Corner. Well, uh, yeah, that's that's it for week two Uh email us at losersbracketpod at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at losers underscore podcast. Yeah, look forward to talking to you guys next week. And that's it.
1: Alright, Bye. fourth today. I-, I don't understand what he was thinking. Who knows what's going on inside that helmet. We have a 10-second runoff. The game is over. <laughs>